Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Just Fish Outdoors. I'm your host Dale York and on this week's show we have a very very interesting guest. A guy that's probably caught more fish than three quarters of the population of the United States. Uh-huh. His, his name is Steve Carroll and he's a retired guy, Lawrence Pro Staff and uh, the list goes on and on but I'll, I'll let him uh, tell a little bit about himself and what he does and uh, we'll talk about some tips and tricks for catching all kinds of fish steve come on in here and tell us a little bit about yourself yeah all right yeah well thanks uh for the kind words uh really uh excited about being here today and and uh being able to finally get on this podcast and and and, uh kind of uh been looking forward to it uh just briefly uh I could talk about my background for a few minutes, if, if, if that's good. Yeah, go for um, it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I've been fishing my whole life. My dad started me fishing when I was basically old enough to hold a fishing pole. And I used to, uh, I remember uh, growing up, I'd be back in the backyard practicing casting <laughs> into a, three-pound coffee can, you know, out in the backyard under the clothesline. Oh, yeah. Uh, so i I kind of been at it for a while. I'm in my 70s now. But I, I've fished uh, pretty much all over the world. I was in the Navy, fished everywhere that I went while I was on board ship. And, and we just had the opportunity to, you know, get around a whole lot. In fact, during my whole life. So I've basically spent a lifetime fishing. I just recently retired from the guide business. Uh, I was a full-time hybrid striped bass fishing guide uh, from 2008 until... 2021 and then a part-time guide before that while I had a full-time job I had a really flexible vacation scheduling system uh, that let me you know take off during the week and do a lot of fishing so I I started my guide business while I still had a full-time job and uh, another thing that happened in the, in my early guide days, I was lucky enough to get on the Lawrence Pro Staff, and I've been on that Pro Staff. Oh gosh, I can't even remember how long. Probably over twenty years, uh, and I'm still on there. Validation of new units when when Lawrence comes out with a new unit, I'm one of the guys that, that gets it and takes it out bugs out of them yeah. so I really had an excellent relationship over there with the guys at Lawrence but probably one of the things that set me apart from other fishing guides especially around here I was one of the very first hybrid guides that that started guiding that use live bait 
And I really feel like a lot of my clients fish with me because I go catching some shad to fish with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, that having live shad, especially in Oklahoma, pretty much guarantees that you're going to end up with a limit of fish or even more. Uh, we just, you know, we just caught a lot of fish because we're using fresh caught, really frisky live shad. And that's, the, you know, any fish's favorite food. Uh, it, I mean, you can, you can talk, you know, we caught crappie, we caught largemouth bass, we caught smallmouth bass. We caught blue cat, panel cat, and, uh, you know, especially uh, we were focused on hybrid striped bass, of course. But just, you know, shad is good for anything. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you, if you put a live shad in front of just about any fish, he's going to eat it. <laughs> and he's going he's gonna to eat it. Right now, yeah, yeah. He, With the, the shad, the shad is such an attractive bait that that fish doesn't want to share it. <laughs> you know, he's gonna he he sees that cripple shad and he's gonna eat it right now. So it's a it's a really exciting way to fish because the bites are so uh, ferocious. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't you don't get a bite. You get assaulted if you've got a live shad. On. Yeah, there's no there's no nibbling about it. You know, I I I used to have first time clients get in the boat and they see the you know the rod was fishing rod in a rod holder and the the tip of the rods bouncing up and down a little bit and and you know. Right before the shag gets eaten, that bouncing around gets pretty vigorous. Yeah, they get nervous. And I, and, yeah. And I would have to caution people all the time, you know, saying, now that's not the bite. That's not the bite. The bite <laughs> on the tip and three of the guides on the rod are in the water. <laughs> right. That's the bite. You know. So I mean, you you don't. After that happens, of course, you don't have to mistake it anymore. But you know, people would figure out that when that shad gets really nervous, he's probably getting ready to get eaten. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's not he's not down there swimming around and getting nervous to make his nose feel better. <laughs> no. You know, he's. <laughs> He's trying to hook his nose, and and he's just trying to get away. Yeah, you know, he's he's trying to be somewhere else. Yeah, he uh, he's got something with quarter size eyeballs looking at him with a big grin on their face. <laughs> yeah, he gets yeah. pretty nervous. <laughs> so you know, fishing with live bait is is really a, a specialty that I worked on for a long, long time. Of course, in Oklahoma, you can't buy shad. It's against the law. There's there's nobody in Oklahoma that's licensed to, 
sell shad. So if you want to fish with live shad or even dead shad, you got to go catch them yourself. Yeah, now you can buy you can buy frozen shad in Oklahoma. Yeah, and they're so and they're so hard to keep alive. You know, a lot of people don't realize just uh, man how fragile those fish really are when you go to try to catch them and contain them and capture them for a period of time. Oh my, you you hit it on the head right there. Keeping live catching live shad is kind of hard, but keeping them alive for more than three days is really hard. Yeah. And and I was one of the uh, first guides in Oklahoma to, to go out there and, and I, I wouldn't say perfect a way, but develop the way that I could keep shed my garage and tanks. My goal was to Catch 300 shad, bring them home, garage, and have them last for three days. I would take 100 baits with me each trip or thereabouts. But I'd have 300 shad out there, so that meant every third trip, I had to go catch more shad. Yeah. So I would, you know, that, you know, since I'm, you know, fishing seven days a week. Every third day, I have to go catch bait. So I would, you know, have all my bait catching stuff in the truck, go to go up to Sky Cook Lake, fish with my clients that day, clean their fish, say goodbye to them, and then Keystone Lake or the Port of Catoosa, depending on the time of year, to catch bait for the next three days. Yeah. And, you know, that, that put me home about five or six o'clock, you know, seven, seven thirty at night. And I'm getting up at three thirty. It's a very glamorous job <laughs> being a fishing guide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most people, uh, uh, yeah, most people, yeah, didn't, just didn't realize <laughs> that there's a considerable amount of, work behind the scenes that they never see yeah. uh, for for me to be able to go take my next three clients out and, and you know, have them catch them fish. Yeah, I, you know, having lived that life myself, as you know, I, I striper guided for many years. Yeah. And, uh, uh, man, I mean, you know, you like you said, you get up 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning and in my particular case, I, I wouldn't keep shad. I'd go catch shad every day. And, uh, boy, you know, you, you guide all day. By the time you clean fish and uh, uh, get ready to go back to the house and get to the house and and repair everything that your clients broke during the day <laughs> yeah. and get yeah. the boat all ready, it may be 11 or 12 o'clock at night. And, you you know, you got to get up again the next morning at 4 o'clock. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's the, uh, you know, that's the – the next chapter of the story is, you know, just almost every guide I knew, uh, it, that was a one-man operation. Yeah. So, you you know, you did the fishing, but you also 
fix the boat, fix the motor, <laughs> fix the tackle, yeah. catch the shad, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, you know, fix the net uh-huh. that you tore up. It's just, you know, there's a never-ending list of stuff to do. Yeah, for uh, yeah, for all you people out there that uh, think uh, you know guiding fish guiding for a living is a very glamorous fun job, uh, you need to, you need to listen to what this young man is talking about <laughs> as well as me because uh, boy, it it's great if you got the stamina and the energy and a real love for what you do. But let me tell yeah. you, folks, it's probably one of the longest hardest days you'll ever put in is being a successful guide on the water uh, during, you know, during the season. Yeah. We, uh, you kind of hit the nail there. It was, it, it's something that I love to do. Uh, I love to do it the first day I went, and I love to do it the last day I went. Yeah. I, I never did lose that. Uh, drive and desire to uh, go out there and perform at that level. I, I had people definitely that appreciated it. I had a, a, a list of clients that fish with me every year. You know, I fished with them. Kids were six and seven years old, and I fished with those kids had kids of their own. Right, uh, right. And they just, you know, they keep coming back year after year because all they got to do is come and get in the boat and go fish. Right, right. And, and I really enjoyed having those long-time clients. I also enjoyed uh, getting first-time clients. Yeah. And yeah. I had... Uh, the ability and the wherewithal to make sure that I, uh, with the first time client, that I understood why we were out there. Right. Uh, there's, you know, going out and, and catching as many fish as you can is only one reason I'm a guy. Right. Uh, a lot of the people that I fished with wanted to learn how I use GPS and sonar together to find fish yeah. and to find fish at, in the springtime is different from finding fish in the summertime on any light. Right. Right. So, I, you know, I had a lot of instructional type trips where, you know, the guy's main desire was, you know, how do you, how do you look at that light map and know where to go to find fish in this one? Yeah. And, and that was the next reason probably is uh, the client just bought a boat and he wants to learn how to fish on Keystone. Right. Or he wants right. to learn how to fish on Skytook. So I, I was never one of these guys that had secret spots. Yeah. You know, I I knew that I didn't own the light, and I knew that anybody with any sense at all could 
figure out where we were, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I, we talked about that, right. you know, right. uh, you know, you're more than welcome to come and fish these spots and more than one of us can fish any spot at the same time, as long as you come up there, uh, courteously. Yes. And, you know, don't make a, you know, don't run your outboard engine and, and, you know, sneak in there and get right beside me if you want to. Yeah. You know, we'll work on the same school of fish. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would, you know, a lot of guys are just anal about being secretive about their spots yeah. and where they fished yeah. or how they fished. I, I was open to, you know, any kind of discussion about where to or how to. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, I felt like with my relationship that I had with the wildlife department, um, and the biologists that work at the wildlife department that I was, I was very invested in the next generation of anglers. Right. Uh, uh, you know, to be able to go out and enjoy the resources that the wildlife department has outdoorsmen uh, fishing and hunting. Right. So I, I was very glad to introduce and, and probably my, my very favorite person to have on the boat is a 12 year old girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the they, screaming will commence. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then here's, here's, that's that's chapter one, the thrill of catching that first fish and then continuing to catch fish all day long. But at the end of the day, here she comes when I've got these dead, chilled fish on the cleaning table, and she's back there going, ooh, what's that? <laughs> and my mom is up there on the bow of the boat just horrified there are, there are little girls back there uh, pulling fish stomachs out because I would I'd go look at this and I would be uh, one of the things we did to attract fish was to chum right cut up cut up little pieces of shad and drop down the water and I'd be cleaning fish, and the, I could tell the fish's stomach was just full of chum, and I'd cut that open and squeeze <laughs> that chum out on the mm-hmm. table there. She, the, you know, this young girl would just be uh, intrigued and thrilled, and, and uh, you, know, you know at that point, that you'll be seeing her again. Yeah. You, you know, that's an interesting point. Probably one we ought to highlight a little bit. You know, there's there's a lot of single parents out there that, that may have a child that's uh, wanting to fish or wanting to get into fishing, and perhaps the parent wasn't as uh, fortunate as we were <laughs> to grow up on yeah. the water. And, yeah. uh, you know, 
if if you'll do some research for that parent, if you go out there and do some research uh, and find a local successful guide uh, for whatever area of the United States you live in, and you'll take that child out with that guide, uh, boy, you talk about flattening the learning curve and giving that child a wonderful experience. Uh, that I, I just can't think of anything better to, to help that child uh, further that love of fishing than, than to take them out with a, with a good guide. Yes, that, I mean, that's, I mean, I would just be thrilled to another level Yeah. when I knew I was going to have kids on the boat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a wonderful it was, thing. And, and at that point, uh, for me, that trip was all about having that kid have fun that day. Yeah. And, yeah. and have memories of that day, you know, memories in his mind and uh, photographic, you know, a photographic record of the fish while they're fighting the fish. Pictures taken right when we take the fish out of the water, right. and you know, handing the fish to the to the kid and letting them hold it and get their picture taken, and you know, it's just sets that experience uh, to another level. And yeah. and I was just you know, at the end of the day when I saw those kids walking back up to the parking lot from the boat. I just, you know, I, I felt like most of the time that, you know, I, I was able to, um, show them a good time that day, entertain them and, and let them have fun and, and learn stuff. Yeah. And, and most of the time, you know, it was a memory that, they they kept and never lost i mean it stayed with them the rest of their life i know uh back when i was guiding uh like you said i'd take some uh youngins out with their parents on my boat and they'd catch one or two stripers and of course just like you said screaming at the top of their voice and yeah. i'd run into those same people maybe 10 years down the road at some of the shows that we do some of the tackling boat shows that we both do and that person would still remember me they'd come up to me and say yeah. hey you know i i went fishing with you when i was x number of years old 10 or 12 years old and i still remember that fishing trip so it's it's quite a gratifying thing to uh you know have have someone that's grown and maybe they have their own kids now uh, to sit, stand by and, and stop by and recant that, recount that experience with you that they had yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And, and of course well, that makes that, us, and of course it makes us, uh, you know, stop and think about the, how old we are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that math this morning before you called, <laughs> thinking about that. And, and uh, you know, I still feel young, but when I walk by the mirror, I don't, <laughs> I don't look the way I feel. I took, you know? I took all the mirrors down to my house, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah yeah i uh yeah i still feel really really good but uh well i tell you when i get out there on that ranger and start fishing about four or five hours later i i uh, i don't feel near as good as i did when i first started (laughs) yeah yeah but i i i don't i like i was saying earlier i retired last year and um it was getting to be where I just couldn't keep up with that. Right. Uh, I got sick back in 2018, and that really uh, slowed me down quite a bit. And I, I was lucky enough to have a client that was wanting to become a fishing guide, and and we we got together and and struck up a deal where I was able to sell that guide business to him and he's being very successful with it yeah so, I've, I've fished with him a year or so ago uh, me and another guy fished with him and uh, he he uh, he's carrying on the tradition quite well yeah he's a hard worker and a, and a well of a fisherman yeah and you know that he has that desire and drive to uh uh, carry on doing that and 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 he is carrying on yeah we may uh may want to throw a plug his way his name's trent mcbride and i believe his service is called mcbride outside is that correct steve yes yeah you can search for mcbride outside on facebook if you're in the tulsa area he will take you fishing for just about any kind of fish you want to fish for, uh, and any time of year you want to go, uh, he's willing yeah. and able. Yeah, he has awesome equipment. I know he purchased your your boat that you had and your Suzuki that you had on that was fairly new, and uh, yeah. he's got some good equipment, and uh, he has a lot of out-of-state people come by and fish with him so uh you know if you're coming to northeast oklahoma in the near future or or planning to or or just want to go fishing uh with him uh, contact him because i i'm sure he'll take care of you well i'd like to like to talk about one more thing sure uh we're probably getting pretty near the end here um but dale and i uh are both on the lorance pro staff uh, when we met years ago, uh, we've done radio shows and tackle shows and, and, and that kind of thing for several years now, but we have a couple of shows coming up, um, in February this year, the shows are February 11 through 13 in El Reno, Oklahoma, and February 18 through 20, up in Grove, Oklahoma. Yeah, those shows are put on by Montgomery Productions, and they are awesome shows. Uh, Steve and I will both be there with the Lawrence booth. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing seminars, uh, on the ranch products and, uh, how to use them and, uh, probably several other subjects. I don't know. So, uh, if you guys are in the area, 
uh, are going to be in the area, stop by and see us. These are fantastic shows, and and uh, a lot of a lot of times you can buy some really really uh, great deals on tackle at these shows, and and kind of get ready for that spring season. Steve and I both uh, are usually there throughout the complete show. They usually start on Friday and run through Sunday. So, uh, you know, come on by and visit with us. Yep, you can you can Google uh, Montgomery Productions and see the details on the shows, but they have outfitters from everywhere. They have fishing guides. They have electronics guys like us. They have hunting guides. They have just, you know, just about anything to do with the outdoors, there will be somebody there with a booth that would be more than glad to talk to you about that, uh, yeah. whatever your interest is. You know, so what, it's, a real, it's a real good show. Yeah, you know, one of the great draws, or what I think one of the great draws is, is the, uh, you know, lack or the uh, preponderance of information at these shows. You know, if you have a question about fishing tackle, fishing rods, fishing reels, fishing electronics, uh, chances are you can come to one of these shows and ask some of these pros that question, and you're going to get some really, really good answers. Plus, uh, some of the seminars that these pros put on are just information-packed seminars. I mean, you you can gleam a lot of information from these people, uh, just going to one place. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, if you want to well, learn we, about crappie fishing, if you want to learn about bass fishing, if you want to learn about this or that and the other, you know, you can do it all in one place. And there's, uh, Dale and I will be, we do a seminar every day. There's a schedule of it. The seminars just run back to back to back. I mean, there's there's a seminar going on all day long during the whole show. Yeah. On some subject. Right. From, uh, like Dale said, hunting and fishing and, 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 uh, every style of fishing. Uh, there'll be a big bass tank there with, with live fish in it. And, and guys do seminars on that tank. And you can see it's like a huge aquarium. And you can see those lures, uh, in action. And how the fish react to them. So it's a, you know, it's a, a really fun way to spend the day. You know, if you're in the area over at El Reno or up at Grove, either one, either show is, uh, it's back to back weekends in February this year. So we'd, we'd definitely like to invite anybody that's in the area to come and see that. Well, I really look forward to, to the shows every year. They're timed, you know, like this, like this year in February. And it's just kind of like, uh, once those shows are over, it's, it's the beginning of fishing season again. Yeah. So that's, I'm always, uh, dialed into that. I'm, I'm ready to go right now. So folks, that'll just about add it up for, or ended up here for, uh, the show today uh once again uh, we've had steve carroll on today who's uh, just an awesome awesome inspiration uh has a lot of knowledge uh just just a wonderful guy 
Steve, thank you very much for coming on the show today and talking fishing and some of your experiences. Uh, it's, uh, it's really been enlightening and uh, also a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing you at the shows here before long. Uh, any last words you'd like to say? Well, I just, uh, again, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's always uh, fun to sit down and catch up and and uh, reminisce about uh, the old days as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still glad to be able to, you know, have those memories and, and keep them close. So uh, really appreciate you having me on today and uh, looking forward to seeing you next month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me as well. And, you know, really every day we were above ground is an old day. So, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but uh, boy, I've enjoyed today. Uh, like, uh, like you said, I look forward to seeing you uh, later on in February. Folks, uh, as you know, anytime you have any questions, uh, feel free to email me, justfishoutdoors at justfish.com. That's with the JST folks. And as always, you know, we look forward to next week. Uh, we'll be, we'll have another podcast coming up shortly. So, uh, you know, feel free to check back with us as, as often as you want to check us out on Facebook as well. Just fish outdoors. And this is Dale York and Steve Carroll for just fish outdoors saying we'll catch you later.